The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, move on. We've been talking a long time about how bad that Rudy Gobert trade is, and I feel slightly vindicated today. Uh, John Krasinski dropped a detailed think piece on Ant Edwards. Everybody knows I love Ant Edwards. He's my favorite player, one of my favorite players in the league. We did a little draft the other day. Players under 23 that you want to take first is Anthony Edwards for me. Um, The Athletic agrees. They did their mock draft. They took Ant above jaw for the first time, making him the number one overall pick. But John Hollinger wrote this about Ant. He's growing into a dominant scorer, but he's also a two-way player. And that defense is the difference between him and Morant. Edwards is younger, bigger, and a slightly better shooter right now, and a better defender. Yeah, I think that was a revelation to a lot of people watching Edwards go absolutely bonkers in the playoffs. Many casual fans. I... I went to a Mets game last year, swear to God, for the group group no-hitter, the collective no-hitter. And this man who was sitting next to me did not know who Anthony Edwards was. He was an Ed, Ant, I will never forget it. He was an NBA fan, did not know who Anthony Edwards was. That's the definition of a casual NBA fan. And casual NBA fans seem to not really know or be aware of what Anthony Edwards could do. But in the playoffs, Aunt Edward made his position and his, uh, uh, his existence known. 32-5-5 five and five, with two steals and two blocks per game. And he only averaged one and a half turnovers against the best team in the West. The same team that is beating the brakes off the Phoenix Suns. The kid's 21. So, it's also caused the Timberwolves to completely shift their focus now on how this team is built. The Wolves started this season believing that the path to a championship revolved around two seven-footers. They sold half the ranch, as we know, for Rudy Gobert to pair him with Carl Anthony Towns in an effort to reconstruct a Twin Towers era that we saw so often in the 1990s. Turns out, doesn't work well. Uh, turns out when everyone's going small, you going big sometimes puts you at even more of a disadvantage. 
after a very mediocre season in which we saw all of Gobert's liabilities come into focus. Uh, The Wolves are now singing a very different tune, apparently, about how they want to create the roster. According to On the Edge of Failure GM Tim Connolly, I think pretty much every decision we're going to make moving forward is going to be with Ant Paramount. Anthony Edwards, as you might remember, was not consulted or even thought about when the Rudy Gobert trade took place. They were thinking about how do we maximize Carl Anthony Towns. I am telling you now, and I said it before the season, I said it during the season, I said this in the playoffs, I told my friend, I told you, Nick, I told the internet, I said, Anthony Edwards is the steak. Carl Anthony Towns is the potatoes. If you are building your meal around the potatoes and not the steak, you are going to have a shit meal. You need to trade one of your side dishes, Carl Anthony Towns most likely, in order to get assets to build around the steak. Pretty simple. Anthony Edwards, when you watch him play basketball, yeah, he's the guy. Everybody else, mm, take him or leave him. Love Jade McDaniels. He's a compliment. He isn't a moose-bouge. He is not the entree. People fought me on this, and frankly, God damn it, it was an embarrassing moment for them. There was ever, never, even my man Nick Nurse, who was stumping for his friend Chris Finch, trying to go out there and paint a rosy picture about what the Wolves were fucking doing when they brought Rudy Gobert in. He's like, oh, yeah, zig when everybody's eggs. <sighs> this season, this summer, I'm not allowing this bullshit to happen anymore. I am going to clap back and say, that don't make no sense. That don't make no sense. There is no longer a question about where this team's future is headed. It is the Ant Show. He is Ant-Man. It is now Guardians of the Galaxy and him. Anything that gets in the way of making Ant the star uh, is a no-go. If that means cutting ties with the past franchise centerpiece and Carl Anthony Towns, so be it. If that means you have to flip Rudy a year after making that big-ass trade, so be it. Why do I think Carl Anthony Towns is gone? Because I thought he was going to be gone in December. You can't have mashed potatoes and fried potatoes on the fucking plate. And quite frankly, that's what they are, right? Uh, we need some diversity on this plate in order to like make it work. You know what I'm saying? Like, Keep the potatoes or the mashed ones, but like you can't have them both. And you gave up five first-rounders if you count Walker Kessler. Along with three good players. Rough. So, Cat's got to be on the chopping block. Because a ton of teams want him as a third option. You could probably get some of your assets back. Ant Edwards is going to be a first-team All-Pro sooner rather than later. Probably next year. He's probably going to be first or second All-NBA next year. He has not only the game, but the personality to drive this franchise forward. If you're Minnesota, you do whatever you can to keep him cozy. Because in the star-driven era, when guys move around uh, like like their teams are just Airbnbs. Uh, you got to make somebody feel like that's their home. This team is going to win. And they, he's, they're only going to win because he's the best young player in the NBA, and it's not particularly close. Do everything that you possibly can, Minnesota, to maximize his talents. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So this funny thing happened out in Boston. Uh, and the funny thing was that game one happened between the Celtics and the Sixers. And they let their foot off the gas without Joel Embiid. And they lost. And it was ugly. They collapsed. It was the Joe Missoula slander was at an all-time high. The crowd was and the cries were getting louder. And I think Joe Missoula uh, may be listening to first take a little bit because Joe Missoula might be hearing the Joe Missoula slanders as well. How do I know? Well, after they won game two quite handily against the Philadelphia 76ers, Joe Missoula had, uh, had this to say. You know, we got great looks and we made the right play every single time. You don't want to, nobody wants to ask about all the adjustments we made from game one to game two. Nobody wants to ask about all the adjustments we made from game one and game two? And then he just leaves. If you look at the face he is making, you could tell he is annoyed as hell about the fact that they lost game one and he heard the slander. It's clear Joe is feeling the heat in Boston. You don't hear a lot of coaches who are 34 years old and the wonderkind the the Nate Nathan Shelley's of the fucking Ted Lasso Celtics, and I imagine doing somersaults in the middle of the locker room and shit. Come on, Joel. I was told by someone that said Joe Mazzulla can't believe he's coaching the Celtics. I still cannot believe that. Neither can we, Joe. But here he is at the helm of the best remaining team in the East and one that should probably be going to the finals for a second straight year. They have probably the most talented roster in the East now that the Bucks are gone. Uh, but let's be real. Let's not act like the Celtics don't do bizarre things down the stretch of games. What was that Marcus Smart play? Why did Marcus Smart have the ball in game one with like 15 seconds left? Why, why is he involved in this play at all? Like, why did Jason Tatum touch the ball? It's not about the adjustments, Joe. It's the fact that that shit took place to begin with. Why did Jalen Brown not see the ball in the fourth quarter? Why? All these questions I would probably ask, but I am not having access to Joe Missoula. He has had a lot of criticism due to his infrequent use of timeouts, uh, his weird-ass rotations where he played Rob Williams like 20 minutes and started Al Horford, his tactics, like I said, in the fourth quarter. The Celtics have blown so many fourth-quarter leads, I feel like I'm watching Brad Stevens again. Oh, is Joe Mazzula a championship-quality coach? I don't know. I don't know. But I do I do know my dog Emma doesn't believe so because she's in the background barking every time I say the word Joe Mazzula. She's not a fan, and I don't think I am either. When you look at Joe Mazzula versus a guy like Eric Spolstra, for example, I don't think it's particularly close. Do you, Emma? Woof.